Hi, everybody. This is Jay. And this is Mark. And we'd like to welcome you to Backstage Pass. We take you behind the magic and inside Disney history, pulling back the curtains and letting you see the Disney magic and history up close. With an eclectic mix of entertaining topics, humor, and tons of information and details, we want to keep you learning and smiling. So here is your Backstage Pass. Two more stairs. State of art, 1650. Da, is good many people here. Ah, here we at top of heavy timber tower, 70 feet in air. Sit in this carved block of ice. Here, have a little straw for comfort. <laughs> yeah, comfort. <laughs> Very wet skin. Now, you grab small rope put through hole in ice block. Go down course, 600 feet of wooden ramp, covered in thick ice to bales of hay at far end. We used to have a small ice bomb at the end, but too many people lose teeth. Uh, is uh, business good, though? Oh, yeah. Charge for slide, charge for instructions on how not to get killed. Maybe I should have paid for that, duh. Ah, too late. Many waiting. You big, strong Russian. You be fine. Oh, wait. Oh, he should have paid for instruction. Amusement parks have come a long way from the early days of Russian ice coasters. But people have always wanted to experience attractions that can take them away from their everyday life. The birth of the modern theme park, however, is commonly recognized as occurring with the opening day of Disneyland over 50 years ago. And over the years since Disneyland, theme parks have multiplied throughout the world. They all bear the following primary characteristics. They have a family appeal. They contain one or more themed environments. They have some form of ambient entertainment, like strolling musicians, performers, and costume characters who perform for free. They have a high investment level per unit of ride or show capacity. They have high standards of service and maintenance and cleanliness. They contain enough activities or entertainment content to create an average visitor length of stay of typically five to seven hours. And finally, they will usually, but not always, have a pay one price admission policy. Recently, there have been variations from the formula. These include theme parks oriented around one theme or toward one market. This includes aquatic parks and children's parks. A second departure from the traditional theme park is indoor theme parks combined with retail shopping centers. The largest examples of these are West Edmonton Mall in Canada and Nickelodeon Universe at the Mall of America in Minneapolis. Some experts have predicted some of the changes we may see in the near future in theme parks. New parks may have stronger theming tied to a country or local region becoming showplaces for regional pride, culture, and technological advancement. Many of these newer theme parks will be tied increasingly to regional and specialty shopping complexes, mixed-use waterfront developments, and even some multi-use office buildings. 
new attractions in the theme parks of the future will continue to capitalize on newer technologies and are being designed to provide greater participant control and encourage interplay between the visitor and his environment. It is thought that future thematic concepts will be based more on participative activities such as sports and music that relate to the audience rather than comic book characterizations. This is certainly seen in the popularity of the Wii with its interactive sports and in other video games like Guitar Hero. Simulation technologies will continue to expand. Simulations are produced for a fraction of the cost of traditional attractions. The technology is also more flexible. You can change the experience by simply changing the software or film rather than creating a new attraction. And are more land efficient. A 45-seat simulator needs only about 300 square meters of room. A major challenge, however, will be to have the technology break through and still maintain the thrill and spontaneity of perceived personal risk and group interaction. A greater use of water-related activities, attractions, and landscaping is occurring in theme park design as well as in nearly all forms of real estate development. Several parks combine an active water park with more traditional themed rides and amusements. Performance parks such as SeaWorld are still popular, but future expansion will be limited by restrictions on capturing and displaying aquatic mammals. There will be a continuing acceptance of new high-technology aquariums using acrylic tunnel concepts which combine a scuba diver's view of the underwater world with a ride experience. Some of these will be developed in the open ocean. New theme parks are designed to have more covered attractions as well as climate-controlled walkways and rest areas. This allows for shorter amortization of high capital investments and fixed cost components. New theme parks are being designed with a greater degree of weather protection in order to enable a longer operating season and longer operating hours per day. Nearly half a century since inventing the modern theme park, Disney Imagineering has grown from a tiny band of pioneers working out of crowded offices at the Burbank Studios to the huge complex that sits on Flower Street in Glendale, California. Many of the current concepts that are being unveiled at the Disney parks were designed under the guidance of Marty Sklar, who was WDI's principal creative executive. As one of WDI's few direct links to Walt Disney, Sklar was in a good position to ensure that the company's future initiatives honored Disney's populist philosophy. Laying down his personal design law, Walt told his Disneyland team, All I want you to think about is when people walk through or have access to anything you design, I want them when they leave to have smiles on their faces. Just remember that. It's all I ask of you. Sklar took Walt's request seriously. In providing overview of where the company had been and where it was headed, Sklar returned again and again to a handful of key principles. First, theme parks must cater to Disney's core constituency, families. At the end of the day, an attraction is successful if it leaves everyone smiling, from the youngest son to the oldest grandmother. Second, what makes an attraction great is not technology, but story, characters, plot, and action. You can build the world's fastest roller coaster, but without an underlying narrative, it's just a pile of steel. Third, society evolves and Disney must evolve with it. When the Magic Kingdom was built, it didn't contain a single thrill ride. With more people clamoring for more stimulation, WDI has certainly worked to change that with attractions like the Rock and Roller Coaster and Expedition Everest. But in the future, will Walt Disney World throw one hair-raising experience after another at guests? Not likely. The company will stick to what it has always done best, telling stories that satisfy universal human cravings for comfort and security, as well as excitement. Of course, Disney will not shy away from using the latest technologies to heighten a story's dramatic impact, 
and technological advances necessary, Sklar believed, because computers have fundamentally changed the way our society thinks, works, and plays. Accustomed to the levels of control offered by computer games and the internet, today's kids aren't satisfied with passive entertainment. As a society, we don't want to sit back and enjoy the ride anymore. We want to drive. Imagineer Bran Farren said, You can't look in isolation at the issue of what Imagineering will be five years from now, then 50 years from now. You really have to look at where society and popular culture are going. The question becomes, how are the sensibilities of people who wish to be told stories going to evolve? For a clue as to where the culture is headed, one only has to look at the recent history of popular entertainment. Things move faster than they did a couple of generations ago. The world seems more complex and more intense. Music is faster and more varied. Movies are more intense and special effect filled, as is television. Bambi and Snow White have been succeeded by Tarzan and Monster Inc. The trick for Imagineers, says Farron, will be to keep nudging attractions forward to stay on top of evolving standards, but to avoid pushing so hard that people feel violated. As the world gets more complicated and fragmented, he warns, WDI will have to make sure Walt Disney World doesn't get overly complex. In other words, it has to remain a safe haven for guests, a retreat from the outside world and all of its stress-inducing turmoil. Imagineers will need to find a way to indulge our nostalgia for simplicity even as they create attractions that satisfy our taste for ever more intense experiences. The obvious solution, Farron believes, will be to apply cutting-edge technology such as three-dimensional audio, electronic, imaging projection, holography, lasers and robotics to stories that are timeless and universal. Largely the stories we tell now, he says, only recontextualize for the times. So even as narrative techniques change, language grows looser, jokes fly faster, irony becomes more pervasive, and special effects more dazzling, the underlying stories will continue to explore familiar themes of love, valor, loss, and triumph. Susan Bonds, an Imagineer who helped on the Indiana Jones adventure, said that in the future ride vehicles will be equipped with microchips that will allow guests to partially program their own trips. Kids today can spend 10 hours a day on the computer, said Bond. Their expectations about interactivity are huge. They can be in an immersive environment, but they want to do something. They want to be able to control it. It's clear that she's talking about inventing attractions that mirror the complex geometries of the Internet. In the future, guests may point and click their way around 3D virtual environments. Turn left, turn right, straight ahead. In the role of Indy or whoever tomorrow's heroes might be, the rider gets to decide. Passengers will help write their own stories. Another senior show designer is Terry Dobson, who agrees that digital interactivity is the wave of the future. For us, the interesting thing that's happening is that we have a captive audience of families, says Dobson. The special audience gives Disney a unique responsibility. WDI must take virtual reality mainstream, creating interfaces and designing content suitable for the entire family. The video game world definitely hasn't done that, Dobson says. In the future, WDI will. Tony Baxter is a senior vice president who has been with Disney since 1970. Generally regarded as one of the most inventive Imagineers of his time, Baxter led the teams that created such crowd-pleasers as Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the original Journey into Imagination, and Splash Mountain. It is Baxter's singular notion that sometime in the future, rides as we know them will be replaced by feature-length attractions. By this he means environmental shows, it's a Small World or Twilight Zone Tower of Terror that will last as long as a movie or concert or as long as we want them to last. 
If you look at anything else we do in entertainment, says Baxter, it's an hour to three hours long, whether it's film or sports, a play or miniature golf. And somehow we've settled that Disneyland rides are eight or nine minutes and sometimes even shorter. When they were toying around with the Lion King show for Broadway, it suddenly occurred to me, well, who wouldn't want to be in the Indiana Jones attraction for 90 minutes to two hours? Baxter says the idea is not really that far-fetched. The current standard of long lines and short rides exists simply because it complements general admission policies, he said. All guests pay the same price. They all get the same experience. As a result, thousands of visitors have to stream through the turnstiles daily for an attraction to break even. The way around this, Baxter believes, is to introduce tiered pricing, where people who choose to plunge themselves into feature-length attractions would pay more for the privilege. Instead of running at short intervals throughout the day, rides would be scheduled like Broadway shows. Most contemporary entertainment venues, from baseball to opera, employ tiered pricing. You pay more for box seats than bleachers. It becomes easier to picture a Disney park where guests might enter the exotic world of Tarzan, for example. It would be a magical, high-resolution realm populated by fully articulated character holograms and digital projections of villains and heroes. Behind the wheels of our free-ranging, laser-controlled vehicles, we would no longer be mere guests passing through the jungle. We would actually become part of the landscape, mingling with characters and inhabiting their timeless stories. Come on, Jay. I didn't bring my phone to purchase our tickets. Here, we'll just have to use one of these park ticket vending machines okay, over okay. here. Okay, all right, slow down. We'll get there. My hover chair can barely keep up. Well, why don't you just walk with your leg assist units? Yeah, yeah with this, this much walking around the parks. And besides, they make my legs sore. You know, I, I wouldn't even need this stuff if you hadn't banged me up so much during the podcast over the years. Hey, but it did make you rich, don't forget. I know, I know. Well, Rich, after we started doing the TV show and the movies, I'm not complaining. All right, all right, Here, here's the ticket machine. All right, hang on, let me get a little closer. Welcome to Walt Disney World's Galaxia Resort of Florida, the largest destination resort in the world. Wait, wait, my magnifying contacts take a second to kick in. Oh, okay. Uh, a touch, adult general admission. Adult general admission tickets. There. A Florida resident general admission adult ticket prices. Walt Disney Classic theme park tickets. Daily adult 13 and up $275. Includes admission to two of the five classic theme parks. Plus unlimited use of monotrain service to and from the parks. Magic Kingdom. Epcot Expo, Animal Kingdom, Valenia, and Disney Studios. Let's see, Walt Disney Adventures tickets. Immersive experiences plus dining. Skull Island Pirate Adventure, eight hours. Adult, 13 and up, $350. Enchanted Kingdom Adventure, eight hours. Adult, 13 and up, $325. Jungle Trek Adventure, six hours. Adult, 13 and up, $295. Deep Space Asteroid Adventure, 9 hours, adult 13 and up, $525. Uh, Disney Character Holographic Adventure, 3 hours, adult 13 and up, $195. Face of the Yeti Mountain Adventure, 9 hours, adult 13 and up, $465. Uh, Mary Poppins Magical Adventure, 5 hours, adults 13 and up, 
$245. Stitch Hawaiian Adventure, 8 hours. Adults 13 and up, no longer available. Small wonder. Uh, shall we do a classic? Oh, yeah. We'll do the immersive stuff later in the week. Here, put your hand on the DNA reader. Payments accepted. Thank you, and have a magical day here at Walt Disney's Galaxia Resort. Hey, hey, hey Mark! Wait up! <laughs> He's just like a little kid. If you'd like to see our source information for this topic, or have questions or comments, please join us on the Inside the Magic forums in the Backstage Pass with Jay and Mark section. This is Jay, and this is Mark, saying we'll see you next time, Backstage.